0: Hey everyone, this is Max with The Deer Hunter. A couple of things I wanted to clear up from some confusion I've seen on the web. These podcasts are snippets from the first nights of our recent Facio Sadio tour. I don't think I'm pronouncing those right, but whatever. Uh, (laughs) We played songs, answered questions, gave out prizes, Casey showed a short film... Uh, they were fun nights, so hopefully that gives a little more context as to what these <laughs> episodes are. Also, I received a message from someone who came to the Seattle show uh, about their question not being aired on the podcast, so I'll take a moment to clear that up. Uh, as I've been slowly editing these, each show came with its own technical issues, venue restrictions, whatever, all that fun stuff. So if it seems like things might be pieced together, they probably are. Uh, So if you don't hear your questions asked, uh, it's nothing personal, just probably something we couldn't help. We're still kind of figuring out how to do this whole thing. I think that's about it. So here is the fifth episode of the Makey Words podcast, recorded at the Armory Arts Center in Somerville, Massachusetts. We were pressed for time as they had a noise curfew, so if it seems like we're breezing through some stuff, that's probably the reason. Anyway, I hope this helps sustain you in these weird times. Make it weird the podcast. Mm.
1: Hey. Hey, everyone. Hello. Hello. Hey. Gavin, you want to
2: ask something? We got questions from the internet. This first question is from Jason Bizzle. If this counts as a top question for the show, I'll be convinced you're all crazy. But I need to know, emphasis on the word need, from each of you, what is... Oh, man. Bizzle, why'd you do this to us? What's your favorite bird and why? We're off to a strong start. We already covered plants in the last one. That was a big deal. Yeah. We're hitting the hard-hitting questions first. I'm sorry to stagger you guys.
1: What is? Does anyone know uh, the name? There's this parrot that looks like an owl and it has evolved. I forget the name of it. I want to say it's like the kakapo or something like that, where, all, where it just has evolved without any predators around it. So now it's just this big, fat, flightless parrot. Is that what it is? That's my favorite one. Like it can't, it, it's, it can't even be bothered to procreate. That's like where, where it's evolved that they don't even like each other, they just keep to themselves. And they're so dumb, they'll forget they can't fly. <laughs> so they try. They they, they try will just They will jump off. So of how things. do we
2: have more than one of them? Like how have they survived if they I don't, don't know, procreate? The
1: dodo was around for a long time.
2: Okay. Until Disney. Big Nick, you want to tackle this big question?
3: Yeah, I think it's going to be an ostrich. Excellent. I don't even know if it's a bird, but it's got feathers. You know it's a bird, <laughs> and it's flightless. Don't
4: say that. Make it
3: flightless, Nick.
4: Yeah, I got a, I got a great Keep story for this. I don't know if uh, you have time for a story. <laughs> well, I'll make it quick. Okay. I, uh, nobody's going to agree with this, but I like pigeons. And there's a <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> no one's going to agree
1: that you like them? or That, <laughs>
4: that anyone could like them, I think I is agree. what he I meant. Oh. Can I tell the story really quickly? <laughs> it's got a good ending. Uh, I was leaving a band practice one time, and I saw a pigeon on the streets. So don't do this. Don't do that. <laughs> You're done. Uh, no, Can so I make it yeah. sensual. So the bird was on the sidewalk Ooh. and it was. St- oh. Don't do it! Don't do it! <laughs> I'm trying to help. We you. We don't baby. have much time. Uh, so, oh my God, I, I just lost the story. Now. It was about it's, <laughs> <laughs> how many pigeon stories practice. do you have? Yeah. You're coming so the, out of practice. The, the bird, you were leaving a band practice and there's the a pigeon. Band. Pigeon on the side of the road had a hurt leg. Like I could tell. I scooped it up into a box. I drove him down to a all-night emergency vet. And uh, they took care of him. The person who took care of them uh, was an uh What do they call them? Uh, aviary? The bird? Sure. Anyway, uh, he was a bird doctor. His name was Dr. Bird. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's the story.
0: You just really wanted to tell a story about you saving a bird. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> why
4: you like pigeons? Well, I, I grew attached to this pigeon. I'm Nice. He was really sweet. Mac, like wow. you were grafted to him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Penguin. Pe- yeah, good <laughs> no explanation, just penguin. <laughs> penguin. <laughs> <Not needed>. Go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have one. Come on. I don't actually, like, yeah. I
5: don't birds like are, birds that much. Yeah. Oh. I would say an owl just because they're kind of adorable. Don't be offended.
1: Rob's allergic.
5: I am, actually. Leave it alone, everyone. <laughs> <the birds>? yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm not allergic to all birds, just poultry. Just the ones he's met. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Did you say yet?
2: No, I, I don't care about birds. I'll just say yeah, so. We stuff.
1: all gave an answer. A uh, uh, red tailed hawk. Thank you. Cool. For cool. very obvious reasons. We're going to jump right into some trivia. And that we're giving people some, uh, some, um, some free what they stuff. What Rewards? Prizes. <laughs> Swag. Huh? So wait, what did you Prizes. say? Prizes. Yeah. Prize. There's three deer hunter trivia questions. And this is so this is question number one for fan person in a t shirt. And just uh, raise your hand. Don't yell it out, please. Name two songs that appeared on the Dear Misleading demos that were later repurposed for Act Two. Oh. clock's ticking.
4: Uh, red Hands and Where the Road Parts. Yep.
1: Yeah. Now you got a T-shirt. I should have given you all of these. Uh, yeah. Keep it going. Keep it sizzling. Okay, question number two, music nerd, name one of the two singles off of the color spectrum that were debuted prior to the album's official release.
0: Oh, wow.
3: Oh, boy, that hand went up quick. I'm going to go over here.
1: This body? Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: He picked it before I gave him
1: the hint. Ooh. Okay. Question number three. This is for Oracle and a signed color spectrum box set in the Act One graphic novel. Who? Or it's also, I think, in Act Two. Who is the pimp's right hand man? What is his name? Wow. That guy. I know. His arm. (laughs) I know. I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Tuck. Oh. Yes. Big Bong. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, 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 that's great, that's great. Uh, Here's some uh, fun factoids about the uh, arts at the Armory. Built in 1903 to house the Somerville Light Infantry of the Massachusetts Volunteer Militia, uh, many of the historical elements have been preserved, such as the drill hall, stairwells, and turrets. Also, the building was purchased from the state in 2004 and repurposed as a community arts center, hence why we're here right now. Okay, okay, we're going to, let's say, okay, we're, what's the protocol? You're coming up to this mic, I Coming think.
3: up to this here mic, right in front
4: of moi. Keith Lyons. Awesome. Uh, so, there was a long gap between Act 3 and Act 4.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
4: How did your approach to Hunter change in that time frame, and uh, did it change? And if so, how? Uh,
1: I don't know if uh, nothing changed as far as like a plot or a narrative, but there would be- definitely be details that I was more interested in that I didn't think I would be interested in, like the like a song like Melpamine and the sort of regret he feels in that regard was something I liked, or I, I think I found. As I got older, that was more interesting to me than the rigid stuff I had set up before that. But generally, the story was all there from the beginning. Um, Yeah, so I don't know if if, if that changed too much, just in some details. Okay, wait. Is this a B or an R, Melissa Riv, or Biv? I just see R-I-V. Apparently neither. Oh. Out of the shadows. So
4: when you guys were coming up with the cover art for the axe, why did you choose so many trees?
1: Um, the, well, I don't know if I chose so many trees. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's really just one tree over and over again, yeah. isn't it? Well, <laughs> oh, there's, there's It was a all just relating back to this,
1: it, the, the setting of his home where he grew up and there being this one imposing tree that was within the area he was allowed to, okay, bye. <laughs> Are you getting a drink? I can't. No. Uh, <laughs> yes. No. Um, th- <laughs> I don't know who I'm supposed to be talking to now. Um, she got
2: the furthest in the room she could
1: get from a- her. <laughs> <laughs> There's a yeah, door behind a- you.
3: <laughs> it's Aww. a Q&A equivalent of a hit and run. It's, all, it's, it's
1: all relating back to that one tree, and then different artists just have different ways that they interpret it, or regardless of what I say the tree looks like, they do their tree. Um, But I don't know if that's a good answer or not. It's just the truth. Um, Jason? J-A-Y-C-E-N? It's beautiful. Nice.
2: So, Casey, Mm. uh, give me your favorite memory with your son.
1: My favorite memory? Jeez. Uh... (laughs) It would, um... (laughs) There is a moment at the end of the night, every night, when I put him to bed, where, like, Tivoli and I will sing to him together, and then she'll leave the room, and I'll do my version of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, (laughs) which he really loves, but it's basically, like, if, if Tom Waits was... Singing, singing, no, that's, for, that's just for Rowan. If he was singing the this, like, this song at you, and, and, then some, and then I'll just grab him on certain like words and, and try and scare him and he just cracks up. Um, so that is like one of my favorite things. It's just that those little, like, for some reason he's not scared of anything. I'm trying to teach him that spiders are scary, but he, he sees them and he sees them in books and he, just, he looks at me and looks down at the spider and he's like, cute. And I'm like, no, no, absolutely not. And then he'll, like, terrified. he'll be looking at me and he'll bend down towards the book and he'll just kiss the spider. It's like, please never, ever try and kiss a real spider. But, uh, yeah, so for some reason he just likes scary things. So at the end of the night, I like to do my Tom Waits impression for him. Yeah. That's great. Thank you yeah. very much. Thank you. So, yeah, thank you. Oh. Olivia H. Olivia H. Olivia H.
2: I'd like to hear a little bit about your experience recording the symphony.
1: It was a fever dream, and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I had hired the, 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 the best bit I can tell that would put it into perspective in a, in a good way is that, or not even in a good way, just give you some context as to what it was like for me, because I, I didn't, I don't know how to really write sheet music or prepare parts, and I had hired someone through that orchestra in Brno who was supposed to take all of the sheet music as i had prepared it and do a pass on it to actually prepare it for the orchestra and i was going to be driving cuz i hate flying i was going to be i drove from southern california out to new york to fly to to take a flight over and on that trip in the car was when I found out he hadn't done any work at all. (laughs) And I was going to be recording with a Burneau Symphony Orchestra five days later. So in the time after driving, when I would be in the hotels that I stayed in across the country, I would open up my laptop and I would be doing all of the final orchestrations there. So that was kind of the whole process was just like, okay, I'm not getting help in the ways I thought I would get. I have to learn how to do this really, really, really fast. Um, and then that's what you hear.
3: And, and you got to just tell a little bit about the language barrier and the harp player when you were trying to. Well, that's
1: mostly because I don't know anything about anything, and I was having an argument with the harpist because she, <laughs> like, Something's it was the equivalent right. of like the sheet music said an E to play there. I didn't know at the time you're supposed to put pedal markings for harp, and. It was basically me standing there telling her, please just play this note like that. <laughs> and it was, she kept playing an E flat or something. And I was like, no, okay, it's one half up. And then she started playing an F. And it was just like that in, for probably 10 or 15 minutes before the, the conductor walked over. And he was like, um, she says you have no pedal markings. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I, I do not have pedal markings. <laughs> if, <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) So that was it. It was really just like racing against my own stupidity to try and finish that, what was the name of the game, I think. Um, And now you know. Uh, I never know if if this is Zoe or Zoe, or it's Zoe? Oh, you said the right
3: one first.
4: I'm in English education, Mm -hmm. so I wanted to know what all of your favorite books from high school were, if you remember.
3: I really want to start this one. Please do. Please do. Okay, Because mine's do. the worst. I didn't read any books in high school. Okay, every, every sing, From middle school through high school, every single book that was told to be read, I, I would buy the CliffsNotes, and I couldn't even read those. I would skim through the CliffsNotes, and I'd fail all the tests. You have the
5: similar work ethic of many English majors.
1: it's oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I pride myself on it. Um, i uh, so you're saying like that was a signed reading
4: or have you read on your own? I don't really. I know. read the
1: Hitchhiker's Guide series in yeah. high school and that, was, that was that was probably my favorite for sure. still something I love
4: uh, there I can't remember the name of it it's I think it's like a spinoff of Beowulf. It's like Grendel or Grendel's daughter. You know what I mean? No, you don't know. Beowulf and Grendel. Yeah, it was like based on I think Grendel's like son or daughter or something. Sounds like you really love it. I. It's just. It's just been a okay. long time. I just don't remember the name of it. But that would be it if anybody. That would be the it. Name. Yeah, if anybody remembers the name, tell Zoe. <laughs> I don't. I can't tell you what it's called. But just, just Grendel? Grendel. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Grendel. There you go. Yeah. I feel like
1: you're gonna have a good answer for this.
0: Um,
1: uh,
0: as far as assigned reading goes, uh, it would have been "Flowers for Algernon," yeah. which um, I just really liked the way that it, the writing style changed for each stage of his, uh, I guess, it as as smarter as he got, and then at the end when it sort of just devolves back into the chicken scratch, I thought that was really cool. But in high school, I was reading just a lot of high fantasy. Um, I,
5: don't, I don't think it was a book as such, but it was like a collection of essays uh, from Ralph Waldo Emerson.
4: Yes, very that good. Was, that was
5: my jam. But I did fucking hate Grendel <laughs> and Beowulf. <laughs> I want to go on the record <laughs> right now. Oh, that was so bad. Why did you hate it? Because Rich. it was awful.
4: Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah we know. Gabon. Um,
2: my assigned would probably be Catcher in the Rye, I didn't really like a lot of these sign books we got. Catcher in the Rye or um, Self-Reliance is Ralph Waldo Emerson too, I think, at that time. I had to do a report on it or something. And I think um, I was reading a lot of Stephen King outside of that, like probably too much.
1: Thanks. <laughs> sure. Awesome, awesome. Where do I go from here? Okay. Um, Charlotte Bowden? My question is...
4: How did the act start? Did you begin with a character or a song or something else?
1: It really just started as being upset about a relationship that didn't work out. And like, how can I possibly blow this out of proportion (laughs) the most? (laughs) Um, And then like most things, I just sort of sat and thought about it and eventually came up with something that felt like uh, it was both a therapeutic thing to do, but not a, like selfishly so. It could still be fiction. It could still be purposeful, just to tell this story that incorporated some emotions or ideas that I had um, experienced. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it really just started by being upset because someone didn't like like me.
4: That's really it. Oh yeah, it is. Brian Brian R.
3: Brian yes. hey.
4: R. <laughs> Um, it's actually related to the graphic novel. Um, maybe this isn't something you want to answer, but this is something I was super curious the first time reading it. Um, who is the red-handed man that helps Hunter out of the hole? I, I have my own my own idea, but I don't know if you want to answer that or I not. Don't. I don't. I kind of thought that might be the case. Um, what about one that you might, w- you will answer? Um, you will. Maybe, maybe <laughs> if you want. Uh, in wait, I think somewhere, I think it was an FAQ you did a few years back, said it was a duet with... I think it's just
1: a, like a spiritual duet oh, between okay. um, Hunter and Misleading, just sort of commiserating on that shared feeling. Uh, not, like, not like there's dialogue trading back and forth. It's just, it's, n- it's neither of their songs, it's, it's both of their songs, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Oracle. Alex Moen.
2: Growing up for each of you guys, who was the most meaningful band or musician that you guys had in your lives?
1: Do you mean like something we uh, like looked up to or someone we knew? Like music that we were influenced by? Either
2: one. Maybe influ-
1: influenced by. Whichever. Is there an age limit? Nah.
3: So it can be like just the first one that we really like clicked with? Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Me, uh, <laughs> I know. I know the the first musician that made me kind of um, like a, attack uh, my instrument with like, uh, Jaco Pastorius. Yeah, with great vigor. <laughs> uh, Jaco Pastorius is a jazz fusion bassist. He played in the band called Weather Report. He also had his own stuff, and um, and so like. I was just I was just playing bass to like um uh Aerosmith and Nirvana and just trying to like learn my way around and then my dad said hey uh if you're learning the bass you might want to might want to check this out and it's like the greatest in my opinion like the greatest most influential bassist that I've ever lived and um <clears throat> and I just I was extremely inspired by him I tried to like just copy a lot of his riffs and stuff uh and uh and just uh, learn about his tone and try to play some really difficult songs but for me, that was probably the first like oh, moment, <laughs> and then on drums it was Dave Weckl, and uh, and that was an incredible experience too. I, th-
4: I think the uh, I think the first time I was er- ever really able to distinguish bass from guitar was uh, with Led Zeppelin, specifically too. and uh, I think I I played like every song on that album. I think that really I mean John Paul Jones is an amazing bass player, so I liked it. That's uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I don't know my my dad was really into Oingo Boingo and f- by I don't know proximity just Danny Elfman es- especially uh so that was I think the the first tunes that I remember like learning the words to and singing along in the car and that kind of thing Nightmare um,
3: Before Christmas. You were singing that. Like, yeah,
0: there's like uh, videos of me four or five, live, right? Yeah, yeah, like four years old, just going. I didn't know the words, but I would just go, "What's this? What's 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 this?" What's this? What's this? That's exactly uh, what Rowan's doing. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's much younger than I was by the time I reached what's this level. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. That, I guess that'd be my answer. Boingo. I, I know all their songs nice. front to back. Yeah. Um.
5: My uncle used to play harmonica around the house, and it was like the first thing that I was like, this, there's something magical here. I I think I wanna do this. So in a weird way, probably my uncle playing harmonica. I don't even know if he was good. I just remember like, (laughs) that's a cool thing. Um, Boys to Men got involved for sure. Um, My parents uh, had me when they were really young, so they used to play all kinds of awful hair metal. So I know a lot of that kind of music. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going with Uncle Ronnie. Um,
2: <laughs> I thought you just called me Uncle Ronnie.
3: <laughs> Come on, we all know you're Dad. Yeah, I know it's Dad.
2: Please, Uncle Dad. <laughs> um, I think the uh, the the youngest memory I have was a Beach Boys cassette we had it was my introduction to stacked harmonies, probably. And but as these guys were answering, I was thinking the bands that expanded my palette the most were Mr. Bungle when I was maybe. 13 or so, and then um, The Roots opened up a whole other side of music for me that I ha- hadn't known about, kind of, or paid attention to, so that was it for me. Thank you, guys. Thank you,
1: thank you. How much time do we have, do we have? We're we okay, cool, cool. Um, this na- <laughs> is this either Caitlin Granola or Caitlin, mm. was it G- G- Cola or Giancola? Cola. what's everyone's favorite episode of Lost?
3: I hate that show. I never watched that show, I'm sorry. I've never seen it. Not a single I, love
1: one. The epi- I love the episode where uh, Desmond, all of the time shit happens with Desmond, and he tries to go back and buy... The, the what? The constant. The constant, is that when he tries to go back and buy the wedding ring, and she stops him, and is like, this is not what you do here? Oh, no, yeah. Which one is it? No, yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna... Everyone, this is so important, please. Flashes before your eyes? Then that's the one. Does anyone else have I'd like to
2: answer that I consider that show the biggest crime against a viewership that's ever happened on television. Really? Yeah, like, I genuinely feel that they should, all the writers that were involved, especially in the final season, should be rounded up and kicked out of Hollywood (laughs) for (laughs) dropping the ball on what was a really fun show. Okay, so so what was
1: your favorite episode?
2: The last one, in which we find out it's all a dream or whatever. They're all hanging out in a church. Yeah, you know, I know. I, I watched the supercut. It's garbage. It's just... My, actually, my favorite episode is the supercut somebody did of all of the questions that didn't get answered. It's like 10 minutes of just polar bears and all this stuff. It's so awesome. Oh. <laughs> it's all the evidence I need to get those guys kicked out.
1: Oh, wait, this is good. From Gabe. If you weren't in the deer hunter, what would you be doing?
3: Oh, me. Okay. That, uh, and that
1: doesn't mean just like if you take that out of your life right now, yeah. what do you spend your time doing?
3: Right. Okay.
1: Would this not exist?
3: Uh, oh, well, yeah, I guess that's kind of interesting because I I wanted to play with Casey, but he was in the Receiving End of Sirens, and I was playing in a band in Los Angeles that uh, I was like, uh, you know, we, we should tour or I'm going to tour with somebody because I'm tired of working these dead-end jobs just to be in a touring band. And then I moved to Japan uh, uh, for six months to teach English at this preschool kindergarten. Came back, was really inspired by their work ethics. So I finished my associate's degree, and I was going to go to college for uh, cultural anthropology and sociology and attempt to be question? a professor. Uh, and uh, and then I got the call from Casey to uh, join the Deer Hunter. And yeah, so Nick, that's what. What I did. would
1: you be doing if you I would probably be a cultural
3: sociology uh, or a or, or cultural anthropology or a sociology professor. At a, uh, at a uh, uh, some college of some sort.
1: Wow, Bold.
0: Uh, that's
3: what my guess is. I was on a fast track. I loved it.
1: So without this, you would just have a rad life, you're saying?
3: No, no. Um.
1: <laughs> Very good. I don't know what I would be doing. I don't
3: know how. To, I don't even know how to. You'd be doing do. some other. Band. Yeah, a different band.
1: If is that as simple as the question is? If you weren't in this band, like I guess I would just be. That feels like a cop out. <laughs> That is a little bit of a cop out. You kind of have to take it, right? Maybe 3D animation. Maybe just folding clothes at Urban Outfitters because that's what I was doing before the band. Um, Yeah, I don't know. What would you be doing?
4: I think the uh, I think the answer is kind of obvious. NBA. (laughs) (laughs) You would either be uh, yeah, pro NBA or NFL or or NFL
1: or
3: hockey uh, or be a
1: weightlifter.
4: Probably not weights. Maybe uh, I always wanted to do the What is that? Pole vault? Pole <laughs> <laughs> A pole vault? What are you talking that about? That looks
1: like you're trying to turn a gear with <laughs> yeah, some sort you're, of you're lever. Yeah, you're like tightening a wrench. <laughs> yeah, you have a the, torque wrench in your arm. It's I don't have, you know. It's a large torque know, wrench. Show me what exactly what you mean, though. The pole vault? Yeah, do, you know the pole do pole it. I'm pole I don't have the pole. <laughs>
4: Can't do it. But so, yeah, professional
2: athlete, so. Yes. <laughs> you sure? What about being a lawyer and stuff?
4: No, no lawyer. No, I would just go straight for the NBA. NFL. Yeah, big bucks. Major League Baseball. <laughs> okay. Major League Hockey. <laughs> Max?
0: Yeah, probably I'd just be working for my dad doing yeah. drywall. My dad. <laughs> for my dad. <laughs> for my dad. <laughs> I'd probably be that one guy in town just always talking about how he could have been something. and then.
3: Oh. That's not a job, man. Yeah, it could be.
1: I'm talking about it. your dad's something. Yeah. He's in construction. I mean, in music. Sorry, I probably should have prefaced that. Got it. I don't mean you. It's <laughs> getting dark. Skip, Skip me. me. Dark. Bring it back. Bring it back. What would you be doing? You'd be a stand up comedian. Here we go. Rob, go. I also
5: have absolutely no idea. Um, I was, well, I mean, because I don't know. I was going to school for graphic design before I stopped doing that. <laughs> but I did in fact stop doing that. So I have no clue. Um,
2: what do you say, AR? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I would, I would try and get into some super tech, you know, AR, VR, PR. ASMR? <laughs> <laughs>
0: ASMR.
1: That was Nick's. So What's the one with the where they just eat? What is that? Mukbang? I can't, I don't know how
2: I. <laughs> Mukbang? Now I hate those words about.
1: together. That's <laughs> the one where there's just like there's it seems like a webcam on a trough of food that uh, don't get it. I, I don't didn't even know it. that was a thing. So
0: weird. And now I've
1: <laughs> got to check it out. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Where do you watch these videos? We can do ASMR oh, wow, right I now. like
1: this. Can everyone answer this honestly? This that's is going to make. I could try. This is going to make you. <laughs> this is going to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> um, <laughs> from Mike Zeller. If you could erase one. TDH song from existence, what would it be? <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows my answer. Yeah. Oh,
5: there are so many songs. Red Hands. Oh. <laughs> that exists, not that I
1: would erase. Yeah, do it. Do Anyone it to me. Right do it. I
4: uh, what was the one I couldn't play for the Color Spectrum show? Oh. Uh, when Time? When was, Time Taught when Us? When, yeah, yeah, What Time Taught what Us. Mean? Or was Just that meant it's a no, good song, I we're just... We're, oh, right. That was a nightmare for me to learn that bassline. I ultimately didn't learn the bassline, line. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was very embarrassing, but it's fine.
1: Okay, I appreciate that. We can get rid of that. That, that is officially gone Ow. now. That's what's about to happen.
4: Take it off Spotify now.
1: <laughs> Come on, dive in, dive in. This is good. This is good. This is all good. This is healthy. The one from the Orange album that she didn't like.
3: Um. Echo. Is that it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, That would be my answer. Really? It's a freaking awesome song, and there's and there's like fun parts in it, but I spend most of it on the toms and like turn to the side, and I don't flex well, (laughs) uh, uh, or like move all that much these days, and so for a while there we had it like on every single set. It was just part of. uh, and, yeah, and it was, uh, I, I just, after playing it, I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I do like that this is just, <laughs> just becoming what is the hardest song for each yeah, of us yeah. to play.
1: Eventually his drum set will just be in this direction. It'll yes. just be like snare, tom, tom, yes. tom, crash, crash.
3: And I can sit on a couch with a remote control, <laughs> controlling my avatar to play the drums. <laughs> the headset on.
1: Yeah, come on, kill him. Kill the songs, like, kill them now. Like
0: the real True True? Yes, the that's the, what we're doing here. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 uh, oh, I go get your gun.
5: That's actually what I was going to say, too.
0: That song's so much fun to play. It's really fun to play. It, it's just
1: confusing on the record.
4: Oh. Whoa, dude. <laughs> Go. Well that's now, go. but now
1: it just now all you're saying is that you don't understand it.
4: Yeah, it's yeah, yeah,
0: too that, high concept for me. I'll yeah, say that. That's yeah. too high concept like for you. Yeah.
1: You were reading the Cimmerillion and that's too yeah. high concept for you. <laughs> I'm just digging myself deeper. How old man. were you when you said you first read the Lord of the Rings series? I don't know, man.
3: <laughs> all you had to do was name too the high song, Max.
1: It's a bad song, but it has its it it makes sense thematically. You just went too far. Just say you don't like the song. Just say the name. Because now it's a discussion.
0: It was a, it was a poorly planned excuse, but yeah, I just don't like the song.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Can I ask a question?
4: Yeah. Why do people not like that song?
1: I like that why, don't song. We, uh, why don't we ask him?
4: Hey, why do you not like that song? <laughs> I was getting mean.
5: Rob. I, I was going to say go get your gun. Well, song. there
1: you go. Gavin.
2: I'm going to do the... Um, due to my own personal laziness kind of answer, like Nick, and mine will be Smiling Swine because I have, hey, hold up. I'm not saying it's too high concept. I'm saying that (laughs) I lose my breath because dad has to do it with a pedal and a harmonizer and I have to go one, two, three, four, for like six hours at the end of it. So it's not a compositional complaint. It's not a, a canon complaint, I'm just saying, if I'm being honest about how my body feels about playing that song, it's tired.
1: <laughs> That's my reasoning. I appreciate.
2: Preach. I appreciate. Yeah. Pre- that. I, appreciate yeah. That. I never had to play "Go Get Your Gun," so I can't have a feeling about it. I don't.
1: Ray asked, "What inspired you to set the axe in the early 20th century?" And uh, I just, for one, I think it's just a really beauty- beautiful time period.
3: It's beautiful.
1: Um, I think it's a really beautiful time period. I think it's an interesting transitional phase for culture in general, coming from a very ignorant place and then the growing pains of trying to become more thoughtful and logical. And you see that a lot in that era, even though the most logical thoughts didn't necessarily catch. It's just a really interesting period of time to me. So I feel like romantic stories have a real textural parallel in that time, and that's why a lot of the romantic compositions of that time as well, it just seems like a romantic period to me. I don't know. That's basically it, though. There's no deeper meaning. When it comes to motifs, did you plan it out from Act One, or did it happen naturally? I, 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 those seem like they could have both be true, but mm-hmm. uh, and that's Adam Marks. Um,
3: we naturally planned them.
1: Yeah, I think... I didn't write out all of the motifs at the beginning. Like we discover them naturally as we're working on music and then those get reincorporated into songs down the line or just sort of put in to make some textural, ambient or narrative allusion to that piece of music. But it wasn't like there was just this palette of motifs at the beginning and then we could just use them endlessly for whatever. So I would say it, it happened naturally. Um, it wasn't anything that we forced. Uh, from Keith Martin, what is your favorite and least favorite aspect of guitar building? Um, Actually,
5: we, we all have the same one, I'm sure.
1: Oh, yeah, the least favorite is sanding. Yeah. That's <laughs> the most boring thing anyone can do with their time. Uh-huh. But f- uh-huh. Uh huh. But I'm trying to think the best is polishing. That's for me. Is after the pain of wet sanding to walk what about to the design process? I, I don't would think you like that part. That's no, no, I like designing. I think like that'd be the fun part. I mean, I do like doing that, but the most rewarding thing for me is when it's gone from start to finish, and you are polishing it, and it's done, and you see that you didn't ruin absolutely everything in the process. But y- um, both Rob and Nick were before this tour. We were working together on guitar, so I'm curious from that, what your favorite bit
4: was. I mostly did all the electronics, That's true. and I do like doing that. I don't know why, because all those fumes get it's in just your focus. You have impeccable focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Rob? Um, I kind of like, I mean, this seems lame, but the final assembly and setup, because right. you went from having
1: a bunch of parts to having an instrument. This says, Alice Walker says, you can't fully see someone until you also see what sustains them. What sustains you? And this is from Peter S. What sustains you? Gavin. Don't stop playing. Okay. What sustains me? (laughs) Sustains. What sustains you? What sustains
2: you? (laughs) I think... um, I think what sustains me is. Sustains. <laughs> yeah, keep doing it. Keep doing it. I think it's. Um, I. I don't know. I, in music, okay. at least, it's people expressing connection through it. But people s- feeling like they know me better because of my songs. If they feel, if they, if someone says, "Yeah, I feel like I know you," that to me makes me go, "Cool." That, or I guess that feels like it worked. What I was trying to do. Go, that cool. sustains you just generally in life. No, I, I guess I'm saying art. I mean, food sustains me, that's just boring, right? <laughs> I mean, artistically, creatively, I get sustained by feeling like this thing that I created and wanted to say this thing, that person received that thing and confirmed it, and so I am hereby sustained. And that's exactly get, how my mind thinks about it too. Sustained. I'm hereby sustained. sustained. I thank them in that
5: way. Are, are we saying? Creatively or is this just in life? What sustains in you? In life, in life. Get that. In life. Sustains. I need context. What sustains, just uh, um, sustains um, you? I think the most rewarding thing in life is sustains. reciprocation. When you treat someone with respect or when you show someone you care about them and they give that back to you.
0: Sustains. That sustains me. Beautiful. That's no, awesome. Beautiful.
1: That's what sustains Rob. <laughs> <laughs> S- 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 what sustains S- you?
3: Sh- <laughs> it's turned into Slytherin now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> S- 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 I
3: think you mean
1: Voldemort. <laughs> I, have,
0: I have no meaningful answers to all these awesome questions, but what?
1: Uh, what? Oh, I can't hear you. What sustains you, Max?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. I don't know. Sustained.
4: I feel whoa, like it's whoa, whoa. just... Sustained. Sustained. <laughs> Max,
0: time that is running terrible. out. Max,
1: what sustains you, Max? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> quickly, what sustains <laughs>
5: you? Tell no, it's about sustain. Sustained. Max, Max.
1: This feels like how my head is all the time. Sustained. Just, Sustained. Uh,
4: Max, what sustains you, Max? People laughing in a
1: faceless Sustained crowd. you, Max. <laughs> Give them the answer, Max. Sustain. Answer their
0: question. Anxiety, I guess. I don't know. Fuck.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Anxiety. Ah! What keeps me alive?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, just remember what you said a minute ago about the song You'd Kill and Why, okay? You remember that.
0: <laughs> I'm paying for it in sweat right now. I'm, I'm dripping. <laughs> this couch sweat.
1: <laughs> Nick. What
4: sustains you, Nick?
3: Sustain. Ooh.
4: Sustain. Sustain. I no. think watching Max get increasingly more anxious <laughs> right next to me—it's really keeping me going right now. <laughs> um, in life, I, I have a very extensive uh, group of friends and family, and. I know that's a cheesy answer, but it's the truth. Casey, what sustains you?
5: Sustains.
1: The thing that sustains me is I am really addicted to learning. And when I get to the end of a day and I feel like I haven't learned anything or, or changed at all, I feel almost sick about it. And, uh... So yeah, the number one thing I like doing is learning. Like I, I, I'm always trying to learn something more about the things I'm interested in, or develop the hobbies that I that I feel sustained by. Sustained. Uh, sustained. sustained.
5: Sustained.
3: Oh, this is cheesy, but uh, yeah, my my kids, my daughter and my son. I was very selfish like a, a any job that i had i i constantly took sick days and i was like uh, uh, I, I just can't come in and then i'd go on a hike or something like that and uh and i just didn't really care that much and now it's like any any day of work no matter how i'm feeling i'll go to work because i i love my kids and i want to provide for them and and uh yeah and they're awesome and it makes me happy so that's what sustains <laughs>
2: Yeah, check this out. This is from your boy Dave Cripple. Whatever. <laughs> bass and drums, songs like Ouroboros have such great bass and drum syncopation. How do they work on syncing their parts together when working on the song? The two Nicks. Could you answer this question for Dave?
3: David. Do you want to start it? You want me to start it?
4: Yeah. All right. So sometimes we just. Kick the band out of the practice room, and we rehearse by ourselves for about 45 minutes until we really lock something down that we're both really happy I'd with. I'd like
5: to interject. Uh, we we leave. What? I said
3: we you leave.
4: don't kick us out. Well, we yeah, on once we own.
3: ignore them for long enough, and we're just playing bass and drums in the corner, they decide to walk out. So, it's just amicable. Throw some snacks in there. figure out a rhythm. No, uh, for me, I think what happens is the process is. Uh, Nick and I try to create uh, uh, phrases in it rather than playing just like a, uh, you know, a four-beat loop of uh, uh, just the same thing over and over. And so he will have ideas, I will have ideas, and then we'll just try to kind of form it together. And then, yeah, we, we end up like um, just working on it uh, with just the two of us getting the timing right. And, uh, and then everybody else joins back in. It's a pretty quick and painless process. Can I
2: do one more question from David? Um,
3: this, because I'm kind of curious of this too. I don't
2: think I've actually witnessed this myself because I didn't. I wasn't there for the sessions. How the hell do you determine when themes or motifs should return in songs? An example being, take me to the river showing up in Mr. Usher in such a cool way.
1: Depending on what the theme or motif is, I think it can be just textural to the effect of wanting to remind the listener of the song it originally came from or flesh the song out without having to go and use like super expositional lyrics or kind of get too detailed in that way. It's just, it helps with world building. I I think sonically, rather does it than ever just get explaining everything. When
2: you're actually writing it, or when people are jamming on the track, does it ever get, does like oh, we could put this here, like this, this melody would here, we could use that melody and throw it here, or is it usually driven by the story directly? It's only
1: driven by the story, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a Gay main hun? fan. <laughs> Yeah, this is seriously uh, just such a such a strange experiment and the fact like the fact that you come out and support us even in something as totally untested as as this and it seems like I'm sure there's some people out there that really regret it but for the most part <laughs> for the most part you you've just been so nice and like I don't know this has been very fun so thank you very much for doing this with us. Thank you. Uh, It uh, sustains me. Sustains. Sustains. Sustains.